Hey, and welcome to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and today I have, it's a little bit different. Honestly, it didn't end up being the episode that I thought it was going to be, but I wanted to share a little bit about why grief doesn't have to completely suck. Grief is terrible in itself, but there are so many gifts from it. And in this episode, I just, just talk a little bit about it. But before I jump into the episode, I am excited to share that my private membership, Journey Restored, is now open. And it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's something that God has been putting on, has put on my heart for almost two years now. I'm just so excited about it. It's going to be a great community, a great tribe of women who are walking together hand in hand and healing and focusing on the small wins, the small steps, and imagine where you can be a year from now if you took those intentional steps every month, steps that are not going to overwhelm you, steps that are not meant to shame you or guilt you from what what you've done or where you are, but taking you right from where you are now because you are exactly where you should be and pushing you. Well, it even helps you discover where you want to be in the future. Who do you want to be in a year? And so stay tuned till after the episode and I share a little bit more. But if you're interested and you want to go right now, it's on my website, TammyMarieCoaching.com backslash journey restored. And at the end of this episode, I share a coupon code, which gives you a, a $17 a month discount for the life for the lifetime of the membership while you have the membership. So you'll be able to use that over and over and your price won't go up as long as you have the membership, um, which is pretty exciting because I just want you guys in there. I just want to share with you and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get to know you and to start working with you on in a group coaching format. It's just going to be, it's going to be amazing. Well, let's dive into the episode. Let's do this. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit podcast. My name is Tammy, and I'm the host. And today I got a little bit of a different take on grief for you. Throughout, if you've listened to any of the episodes, throughout it, I talk about the gifts of grief. Really, what I talk about is the fact that not everything about grief really sucks. Um, grief itself does. Don't get me wrong. I, it is all-consuming. It is defining until you choose 
that it doesn't anymore. It becomes part of your story. It shapes the lens you see the world through. But is it really that bad? Is it bad to see the world through the lens of grief? And I know if you are just listening and you're like, well, of course it does. It Grief sucks. It's terrible. Um, I don't want to do it. And what's really interesting is while I was preparing and writing down and considering what this episode needed to be about, a great... Oh, a wave of grief hit me and it was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to feel this grief. I don't want to do this and miss my husband. I just want him back. But then I started looking at the list that I made of all the things that, all the things that I've gotten from grief that I would not have gotten unless I went through this terrible desert. Right before my husband died, right before the accident, I was doing a Bible study, a Priscilla Schreier Bible study about the wilderness. And I honestly thought that the, the deployment, like little, little did I know, what a naive thought, that the deployment would be my wilderness, that the wilderness would be, you know, six months long. And that it would be really hard raising a two and four year old for six months by myself. We had plans after the six months. We had dreams. We had, you know, I just had to endure the six months that was going to be so hard. But hey, I'm independent. I can do it. I, I knew it was going to be different. I just didn't know how. Um, and what a perfect timing for the Bible study. We were in the last few weeks. So I have been preparing for this wilderness for the last, um, I don't even remember how long the Bible study is. I'm thinking 12 weeks. So probably for the last like nine or 10 weeks, I've been doing this Bible study and planning for this wilderness and praying and meditating and journaling about this wilderness and talking to my husband about how hard it's going to be. Well, not even a lot. I didn't even talk to him a lot about how hard it was because I knew how hard it was for him to leave us. And I mean, he's in the military. He's a fighter pilot. There's no way. It's not like I can say, hey, you know what? You just need to stay home. And I remember him saying right before he left, it was um, it was probably a couple weeks before. And honestly, I... I really didn't tell him about how much I thought this was going to be the wilderness because I didn't want him to worry. I want him to stay focused on his job. And I remember him saying, hey, I need you to not ask me to stay because you know that I, I can't say no to either you or the Air Force. And I was like, I, I know I'm not. That's why I'm not asking you to stay. I know you need to do this. But what I didn't realize is that study that I was doing about preparing for the wilderness and so many other things that led up to that moment of him flying off. And we're almost at the 10 year mark, where is the last time I saw him in person. The last, the last night when I saw him and his entire squadron get in their jets and with full afterburner fly off until the, the dark abyss, 
with all you see is the the lights from the uh, from the fire one after another they flew and it's just such an amazing sight to see our american heroes take off and go and defend our country that right there is a defining moment that is etched into my soul i can picture that moment i can picture the um one of the jets well they turned a little too fast or they were on a little um, when they were on the ground and blew some of the spouses over as we were waiting and cheering on our husbands i remember all of that and that's a gift to be able to remember the final moments as well as i did now it was two weeks later that the accident happened and during that time still doing the bible study still praying, still asking God for, okay, why does this feel so different? And now I look back at 10 years and I realized why it felt so different is because God was really intentionally pouring into what my soul needed for this next, well, it's been almost a decade. And so today for the gifts of grief, I just want to talk to you, tell you about how There's things that grief gave me that I would not give back for anything. Things that I have learned, things that I've endured, things that I that have shaped me. And and I know that I'm not even gonna do this episode justice because as I'm thinking back at them, like I can't even think of all the things right now. And I wrote a couple of things down, but then I was like, no, you just need to get on and just speak from the heart. And it's not all serious. It's some of it, like the widow humor is hilarious. The the women that I that I met along the way, my widsters, my widow sisters are, they're hilarious. They're fun. They are you know, when you know deep pain, you also, you know, happiness as well. And that's, that's really one of the things that I just want to share is that you don't need to, well, grief sucks, but doesn't mean your life has to. So in this episode, I don't want to get super serious. We all know, and I've mentioned before that some of the gifts that I've received are depth of character, my ability to sit with others in their time of need and not try to fix it, understanding trauma at a whole, whole nother level and understanding how deep and how raw it can feel and be. My relationship with Christ is so much deeper because when you don't know what to do, and he's the only one you can turn to. It's pretty powerful. I had a really good relationship with God beforehand, but it wasn't as deep. It wasn't as I wasn't as connected as I could have been. And I realized that it's because when your soul desperately needs him and you identify that because even without trauma, your soul desperately needs him. But sometimes we let the world get in the way. The gifts of grief for my children are the depth of their character. And I hate that they have, they have to walk in grief their whole life. 
I wish that they could be, you know, normal, quote unquote, normal. What is a normal kid anymore? Like, or a normal life. That's the thing too, is it's not with the gift of grief. I can see that what is normal. There is no normal. And that blinder, those, you know, rose colored glasses were actually removed because I see life for what it is. And it's not a bad thing. It's just realizing that everyone has their own battles. But having kids who are going through grief their whole life, they're never not going to know what it's like. They were two and four. They don't have a lot of memories before. But the memories that they have now are are shaped through grief. But because of that, they can walk with people. They can talk about things. Um, One of the funny things that... Well, I've mentioned before, we talk about death a lot. It's a common theme in our house, not a negative, not a mourning way, but a, a way that it's a fact of life. And in America, we don't talk about it very often. It's kind of a taboo subject, you know, death and taxes. Um, we don't talk about death. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about some of these, some of these things that are fundamental in our lives, really. Well, my daughter... She, someone mentioned, oh, I heard you lost your dad. I'm so sorry. And she being who she is. And I think she was like seven at the time. She's like, we didn't lose him. I know exactly where he is. His body is in California. His soul is in heaven. And the lady looked back and like kind of gasped and I'm like, looked at me like, what do I do? And I'm like, it's, it's true. He's, I, I even hate the term late, my late husband. Um, if you know anything about, well, my husband or military in general, um, they're never late to anything. So why would he eternally be late? No, he's dead. The fact that I get to use the, the D-bomb, the death and dead, and it kind of shakes other people's worlds when I drop it or when my kids drop, no, he's dead. <laughs> it's also a, it's a gift. It is a gift because, well, one is it, sure, it makes people uncomfortable a little bit, but then it gives us the opportunity to go further and let them know that it's okay to say the word, that we don't have to dance around it. Please don't tell your, don't tell kids that, that your loved one, your your dead relative is asleep. Like, can you imagine trying to go to sleep as a child when you're like, oh, they're eternally asleep? No. So these are some of the gifts that I, I got is the ability to say the things that need to be said. And sure, it shakes people a little bit. But especially with the kids, it's not their responsibility to make a, an adult feel comfortable in a situation. That's the, take care of yourself. Um, other, other things that are gifts are the fact that I have an excuse. If there's something I don't want to do, I could pull out the grief card, like nobody's business. And it's okay because everyone, everyone's okay with it. Um, you know, I'm just not feeling, I'm just, I really miss my husband right now. And you know what? No one can argue with that because one, it's true. But two is I just don't want to go. I don't want to do something. 
you also get to turn that around and you get to do things simply because life is short and it's worth the opportunity. It's worth a try. It is step out of your comfort zone. I have not stepped out of my comfort zone so much since after um, after grief. There, well, my comfort zone for a little while was super short. Um, <laughs> but now I've stretched it. Um, I've always been one to take opportunities and to try new things. But I'm open to the idea of doing things that are completely opposite or things that I wouldn't have considered before. I consider that a gift of grief and encouraging my kids to do the same thing, my friends to do the same thing. Simply try it to see where it leads. Who knows? Who knows what opportunity comes? And there's a lot of things, a lot of people, a lot of really cool people I've met simply because I've said yes to an opportunity that I was scared to death to do. So there's that. There's, well, I mentioned the widow humor. The the things that I get to say to some people simply, well, well, here's another story for you. I was at the softball field. Uh, my daughter, I think, was five, so my son was seven. And they're both playing softball and baseball. And of course, nowadays, you can't have two sports at the same location. So you're constantly running back and forth. And if any of you have played any sort of ball, you realize how many hours you spend at the ball field. Well, I was spending like 18 to 20 hours a week on a ball field for a five and seven year old. And still, single parent, and taking them, dropping them off, you know, doing all the things. Luckily, I had great um, friends who also had kids on the team, so I could leave one with them and go and get the other one, and you know how it is. I don't need to explain kid juggling with you. But uh, there was one time that it was, it was crazy. Both the kids had the game at the exact same time. And the fact that that hadn't happened before was a shock, shock to me. But I'm talking to the coach and talking uh, my daughter's softball team, and I just talking to her about, okay, I'm going to come and I'm going to do the first couple innings here, and then I'm going to go and do the, the last innings there if you could just keep my daughter, and I will come back for her. I'll text you as soon as I'm done. She's like, oh, yeah, I've got, you know, I've, I'm going to be here all day. And then this lady comes up. Her daughter is on my soft my daughter's softball team as well and she butts in and um she you know we're towards the end of the season so she's like excuse me i don't mean to get into this and you can just tell right there that it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i don't mean to to butt my nose where it doesn't belong but I see that you, you've really tried hard to come to all the games and you're constantly on the go, dropping one off or taking the other or, you know, you're just go, go, go. Um, and I don't know about you, but it just seems that the kid's father really should have more to do with this. Like, tell him that he needs to start bringing one. And of course, the lady next to me and the coach knows my situation. And... I look at her and I was like, well, 
He would really like to, but he's dead. So we can't really depend on him to show up anywhere right now. And she's clearly, clearly, her face went blank. She, like, her mouth fell open. And she walked away. And it just, my my friend was like, wow, you just laid it out there. And I was like, well, what else? She laid it out there, too. Um, I was like, you know, how how else? And that right there. I am, I say random and inappropriate things all in the name of grief and all in the name of, you know what, I, I can say that. And I'm sorry, you butted into a conversation that you shouldn't have been in. You were not welcome in. And in a situation that you had known, you know nothing about because you never actually took time to get to know me when we first started on the team. And, you know, and I was talking with everybody. But my point in this is uh, it's there's just some things that grief gives you that ability to do that other circumstances don't. That the, I don't care. I mean, I really care about other people's feelings. I really care about, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I want to be able to sit with them while they're hurting. But there are times that it's just funny. It's just funny to to be able to say things like that and get away with it. And for the shock value, to let people know that their expectations are actually not always correct. Their, their assumptions are not always correct. And when you are going through grief, one of the best things, one of the greatest gifts is realizing that those expectations that you put on yourself, that others put on you, none of that has to be true. You get to choose. It's your life. It's your walk. It's your journey. It's your story. You get to decide the meaning behind things. You get to decide what you want to share and what you don't want to share. You get to decide how much your story is going to, that circumstance infiltrates your story. You get to decide that. And I use the word infiltrates because it is not on purpose. It is not, it's not, it was not welcome. But because of it, I have learned so much about people, about what people say when they're uncomfortable, about what people do when they're hurting, about sitting with people who have never experienced any kind of loss and experienced for the first time in the shock and being able to tell them it's okay, that they'll get through it. Now, I've just scratched the surface of, <laughs> of grief, but it doesn't have to completely suck. It doesn't have to completely take over your life and you can smile and you can laugh and you can make people uncomfortable if you want to. And I clearly need to talk about the gifts of grief again, because here we are at the the time. I don't like to go super long because, hey, we all have busy lives and I still have a lot of things that I wanted to share. So we'll do a part two of why grief doesn't completely suck eventually. But I'd love to hear 
Why don't you DM me some of your favorite grief moments, some of your grief stories, whether it's widow humor or divorce humor or just stupid things that people say that, I mean, well, just stupid things people say. I'll just leave it at that because we all know. We all know. Every time, everyone who's gone through anything knows that someone who is well-meaning just says something that's completely inappropriate or not helpful. So DM me those. I would love to hear them. I'd love to, and maybe if they're, if they're appropriate, maybe I'll even share them sometimes. But as we're on this journey, I want you to know that as you get to know me, that I, I am, I'm a super, I'm a super serious person. I'm an Enneagram one. I like to make sure that things are done right. I want to mostly, I want to make sure that I am doing the best that I possibly can. But know that I'm not super serious all the time. I like to joke around. I like to say inappropriate things when I have the the ability to do that. Heck yeah. If it makes people laugh or if it makes them question something that maybe they should question. But it's just part of who I am. And I hope that as we get to know each other, I get to know you guys as well. And hopefully this side of me can show up more and more because it it does make light of a lot of serious conversations. And it makes it so we can have those serious conversations. And then I know how to break the, the tension and make us all laugh. But with that, I will say, I hope you guys have a great week. But before I go... I wanted to share with you that the Her Restored Spirit, or it's actually called a Journey Restored Community Membership, it is open and we have a special pricing for only the month of February. You'll have access to the Facebook group and the membership site in probably about a week and a half. Um, We are building that out right now and there's just some tech issues. But we figured what we'll do is I know that there's some people who have been waiting for this, some people who are excited. I know I'm really excited about having this community, this monthly um, monthly group coaching, which you're going to get a group coaching with me every month, as well as a private Facebook group for members only. You'll have We'll have a theme every month. And if you want to join right now, only for the month of February, if you you're, use the the coupon code EARLYBIRDFEB, all caps. It is in the show notes as well as the landing page. If you, It's TammyMarieCoaching.com backslash journey restored. And you'll get to that landing site where you can find out all the information about it. But it is going to be so much fun. It's going to be a, it's a, it's a place where we can start our small journey. We can start making steps towards healing. We can start making those small changes. In fact, change is the first month is what we're going to talk about is the importance of change and the role it plays in our lives, as well as some some journaling prompts and just if you want to start the healing journey from your broken spirit. Now, you don't have to be a widow to be in this group. You don't even have to have lost something. It is for broken spirited women who are looking for their identity, their confidence, to find their purpose, to find 
to get unstuck and get out of that state of overwhelm. We're going to combine the Enneagram coaching where, as well as neuro coaching. Do you know that it's your brain that's keeping you from healing? Because your brain is meant to keep you safe, not successful, not healing. And so we're going to partner together and just go on this journey. And it's not a, a quick, intensive program. This is a month by month journey that we can walk together. So if you're interested, go sign up now. It is There's no commitment, so you can cancel whenever you want, but hopefully you won't because I think that you'll you'll see how important it is just to take those little steps. And that's what I lay out for you. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to give you options of how to do different things. So come join me, TammyMarieCoaching.com backslash journey restored. And the coupon code is EARLYBIRDFEB, F-E-B, all caps, one word. And it's only going to be good through February. Starting March will be regular price. Um, And I think that's it. I think I just hope to see you in there. If you have any questions or if you are considering it, reach out to me. Let's talk. Let's see if it's what's right for you. Also, there's some questions on the... um, on my website to see if it is right for you. But I'm excited to see you in there and what the possibilities could be. All right, well, I will see you next week. Bye for now.